This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I'm going to have Shabbos, I'm going to have Yom Tif. I'd like to wish everyone a Ksiv Chasim Batoiva, a good Kiban Shar. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to these Arab Shabbos, Arab Yom Tov recordings. We started these right around COVID about three years ago. And uh, we did it initially to continue having our our weekly Dvar Torah connecting to the parasha when we weren't in person. And Baruch Hashem, we've been able to come back to shul. And we've continued these recordings. Well, we can only conti- we continue them if people are going to listen. So I thank all those who listen to these recordings every week, whenever they have a chance. And I'd like to specifically thank Shabsi, who posts these every single week and turns it into a podcast, which really makes sure every single week that it gets out, it gets sent, it gets heard, it gets distributed. So I'd like to thank him very much for that. And I'd like to thank all the listeners. For those of you who take the time out of your busy Friday, or some of you after Shabbos, to listen to these uh, thoughts of Torah and Divrei Torah, may, may we continue, Mitzvah Hashem, to be able to share Torah both in person and via recording. We all know, and we're all thinking about the fact that this year Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. And the first day of Rosh Hashanah, unfortunately, we will not be blowing the shofar. And many people have uh, mixed emotions. Some people are somewhat happy, davening is a little shorter. Some people are a little sad and depressed because they associate Rosh Hashanah so much with the shofar. But it's not just an association, it's so much more than that. Chazal tell us that the shofar has such an unbelievable power. The shofar is so significant. The shofar is connected to the Akedah. And it's almost so difficult for us to understand why are we not blowing the shofar. We know the Gemara tells us we can't blow the shofar because we're afraid maybe someone will carry a shofar and carry it in an area that you're not allowed to carry on Shabbos and possibly violate the Shabbos. We understand it's a rabbinic halacha, but at the end of the day, most of us, if not all of the people listening to this podcast in most communities, we have an Erev. And tomorrow we're going to bring our machzer, we're going to carry to shul different objects, but yet we can't carry the shofar and blow the shofar. It seems so difficult for us to understand even in the first place. The initial thought that we can't take our shofar because we can't blow shofar because maybe we'll forget it. It seems so out of, out of the realm of normalcy. And for us to give up something so special, so holy as a shofar for such a far-fetched, far-reaching fear. And therefore begs the question, what are we doing this Shabbos? We're not going to do a mitzvah de'iraisa, a biblical commandment, but even more than that. We know the shofar has such unbelievable powers. The Gemara tells us that the shofar is a mimic of the arcade, and we're going to give that all up. How can we give that all up just because maybe, maybe someone will carry something in a very far-fetched possibility? And I believe the answer lies in exactly what the shofar is all about. Gemara tells us that the shofar is very symbolic of the arcade. That's why we use a, a ram's horn, the shofar is supposed to remind us of the Akedah. What's focus for a moment on the Akedah itself? So in the Akedah, we call it Akedah's Yitzchak. And the question is, why is it Yitzchak's Akedah? Avram Avinu was the one who had to take his son and shecht him. Avram Avinu was the one who had to take his only son, tie him down, and potentially kill him. Why do we call it Akedah's Yitzchak? And the Chassam Soifer says something so profound. He says, the truth is, you know who had a bigger Nisoyim in this Akedah? It wasn't Avram Avinu, it was actually Yitzchak. Do you know why? Because Avram Avinu got the direct message from Hashem. Hashem said to Avram Avinu, don't do it, go kill your son. He got a direct nevuah from Hashem. 
much different than Yitzchak. Why, says the Chassam Seifer? Yitzchak heard it second, second person. Avram told Yitzchak, this is what Hashem said. Yitzchak could have easily said to his father, Dad, maybe you misunderstood the word of Hashem. Maybe that's not what Hashem means. Maybe you confused it with something else. So Avram Avinu heard it directly from the mouth of HaKadosh Baruch Hu There was no question. This is Hashem's will. He went and did it. But for Yitzchak, Yitzchak had to accept what his father told him. It's almost like what we call today Teresh Baal Peh. It wasn't written down. It was given over. Avram Avinu said, this is what Hashem told me. And therefore perhaps Yitzchak's, Yitzchak's role in the Akedah was more than Avram Avinu. Yitzchak had to trust his father. And his father said, this is what Hashem wants. This is what Yitzchak did. And I believe if that's the case, now we can understand that this Shabbos, we don't need a shoifer to reenact the Akedah. We're all going to go through an Akedah this Shabbos. You know what that means? We're all going to come this Shabbos and say to ourselves, I don't get these rabbis. What were the rabbis thinking? Stopping us from blowing shoifer? It's so illogical, it's so irrational, it's so far-fetched. The answer is yes. Our job as Yidin is to accept what the Rabbanim tell us. We live with our Rabbanim. We live by our Rabbanim. We follow what they tell us, irrelevant to what makes sense to us. Doesn't matter well, doesn't make any sense to me. That's what it means to have a Munas Chazal. If Chazal told us not to do it, we don't do it. Just like when Yitzchak said, if my father said it, that must be the will of Hashem. So if the Rabbanim told us that this Shabbos Hashem says, I don't want your shoifer, then it's the will of Hashem. So yes, it's not easy for us. Yes, we struggle with it, but it's our own little Akedah. So we don't need a shoifer to remind us of the Akedah. We're experiencing it this year. When all of us in our shul say to ourselves, this sounds so far-fetched, so out of whack, but you know what? If that's what the Rabbanan said, we are going to be mavatal ardas. We're going to say whatever they say must be correct. And Abba Weiss points out, why do we do that? He says, because what does it mean that Hashem is our Melech? On Rosh Hashanah, we crown Hashem as our King. So if we believe Hashem is our King, then the people who work for Him, so to say, we believe are also know what they're doing. If you believe in a King, then you believe the people who work for the King, who serve the King. You trust in their decisions as well. So we trust fully in the decisions of our Chazal, because we know our Chazal are working for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our Melech. And therefore, when we come to Rosh Hashanah this year and we stop and we think, we say, this is illogical. That's the point. That despite our logic and despite our understanding, Chazal are smarter, wiser than us. And if they tell us no, then the answer is no. Despite the fact that we very much want and desire to do what we think is right. And I think now we can understand something else. Right after Rosh Hashanah, during the Tzvah, we have a very unique halacha. Shochanach brings down a practice that for the next bunch of days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we were makbun on what's called paspalter, bread, cookies and cake, bread-like food that was cooked by and baked by a non-Jew, we're not allowed to eat during these days. Now why are we not allowed to eat these things? They were prohibited because maybe we'll come to marry a non-Jew. This was a rabbinic decree. Now if you stop and think about this, you say to yourself, this is so out there. I don't understand. You think that because I eat a cookie or a piece of cake from a guy, or next thing I'm going to marry their child? The answer is exactly. Right after Rosh Hashanah, we reinforce our belief in the Chazal. Even those things that we don't understand, they seem so far-fetched. As far-fetched as carrying a shaifer on Shabbos. Perhaps as far-fetched as marrying the neighbor's daughter if I eat his bagel. But the point is, it doesn't matter. It's not about how I understand it. It's not about my logic. 
I'm completely mevatel. I give up my thought process to the thought of Chazal. And that's why we find in this time, right after Rosh Hashanah, we find ourselves keeping a rabbinic decree, which maybe throughout the year we don't keep because we have leniencies. But for these days, right after Rosh Hashanah, it's so apropos that we focus on those rabbinic decrees that make perhaps a little less sense to us than those that are perhaps clearer to us. Because part of being a Yid is not just keeping what it says in the Torah Shavik it's keeping the Chazal and having a Munas Chazal. Just like Yitzchak at his Akedah had to trust his father, who at that time was Chazal. We every single day have to have a Munah in the Torah and, it's, and those who learn it. The Gemara, the Halacha. We can't be smarter than our Gedolim before us. We think we know better than what Shulchan Aruch says. We go ask the Rav Shail, and the Rav says the halach is this way. We say, no, I think it should be this way. No, that's not the right way to think. The right way to think is what does Hashem want? And Hashem let us know what He, wa- let us know what he wants through His Tamidei Chacham and through the Teresh HaBiksav, through the Teresh HaBapeh, through the Gemara, through the Halacha. That's how Hashem gave us a glimpse into what He wants. And although maybe it doesn't make sense to us, that's irrelevant. It's not about our understanding. It's about us following the ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu laid out for us. So yes, this Rosh Hashanah, if you polled a hundred people, they would not have a good justification for why. You would have never instituted not to blow Shafi. You have an Erev. Many communities have an Erev. But Chazal, when they instituted this, knew much more than we know. They're wiser and brighter than us. They said, no Shafi, so then it's no Shafi. So in this year, this year we have our own Nisayan. Our Nisayan is that we're going to double are we going to second guess Chazal and say, ah, they missed the boat. If only they would have thought like us. Are we going to say, wow, they're much wi- they're wiser than us. They knew more than we know. And they ultimately know what Hashem's will is. So this year, Mr. Hashem, we have the opportunity not just to relive the Akedah, to experience our own Akedah, to trust in Chazal, instead of trusting in our own feelings and thought process. Mr. Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should value our not blowing shaifer. As if we blew Shoifer in the most beautiful way. Hashem should view it like we were really brought an arcade on the Shabbos. Hashem should accept all, all our tefillahs with such purity. Because He knows how badly we want the Shoifer, how much we need the Shoifer. But we're refraining merely because we have full faith in our Chazal. We trust our Rabbanim and we know that they know better than us. Mr. Hashem, it should be a year full of bracha v'simcha. Last year was a difficult year. Community-wise, Yisrael as a whole, for individuals, it was a tough year. To look back now, it's always worthwhile at the end of the year to reflect about all that happened last year. It's, all, it's over now. We said it's the end of the bad news. Now we're moving forward. This should be the end of all the pain and the suffering that we experienced. We should now go into a new year in a few hours full of bracha v'simcha. HaGash Baruch should reward us for keeping what his rabbis told us for not blowing the shofar, for not second-guessing rabbis, for not trying to be smarter than rabbis. all year full of simcha and bracha, nachas from our families, children, grandchildren, and more. A year full of parnasa, a year of health, a year of happiness, a year of shalom, v'shalva. But more than anything, I think we need to think about this on Rosh Hashanah. This should be the year where we daven for the geula. Because all those wonderful things that we want are all fine and dandy, but until we have a Gula Shleim, until we have Mashiach, it's all somewhat overshadowed by the Chorban, by the Gullus we live. Let's think about this year, besides for all the things we want and we need, let's think this year, please. Let's bring the Mashiach this year. Let's bring the Gula. Let's get out of this terrible, painful Gullus. Let's fix 
the real issue, the real problem is that we're in Golis. May this be the year that Klai Yisrael merits to leave the very long, very painful Golis. And we'll be Zeche together to hear the Shaifer, the Shaifer that ushers in the arrival of Mashiach from Herbi Amenu, a good year.